Thank you for joining us for another podcast from the Commonwealth Club. Greetings and welcome to today's meeting of the Commonwealth Club of California. I'm Robert Kilpatrick, co-chair of the club's Health and Medicine member-led forum and chair of this program. I'm delighted to introduce uh, Maurizio Gigola, who is an Italian film director, writer, and producer, and a friend. Thank you. His latest creative activities include the Longevity Project, which explores the drivers of the length of life. It also examines the quality of life in Mediterranean countries, such as Spain, France, Italy, Greece, Croatia, Lebanon, Israel, and Tunisia, and I think Morocco. Yep. A goal is to explain how the Mediterranean diet is a transnational intangible asset that can prolong life when combined with biodiversity, healthy lifestyles, beauty, and art. So the two of us are going to have a conversation, and he's going to show us some wonderful film clips from his recent trip. Maurizio. Thank you. I want to thank everybody to be here, and uh, obviously I'm very proud to be here at the Commonwealth Club. Actually, uh, I feel a little you know, emotion. I feel some butterflies in my stomach, and, and, uh, and I think this is good and right. It's very good to express emotion and to share it, you know, and essentially this is pretty much what we are going to talk about because, you know, um, longevity is a resultant of something that has to do pretty much with uh, emotion and how we feel about things, people, what we do. And so uh, let me let me tell you a few things about me. Uh, I am a filmmaker now, but I've not been a filmmaker since ever. Uh, I start my professional work as a, a HR consultancy consultant, and I, I've been doing that for many years. Then, at a certain time, I was starting to hate people in, you know, that I was training, and so I, I, I understood that was the moment to to make a turnaround. And I make and I made the best turnaround probably I, I, I could make because I, I came back to the things I love, which is uh, uh, filmmaking which was my first job, actually, when I was a boy. And then food. So I opened a very little a, a micro uh, film production company in London, uh, and I called it Food and Media. And, and uh, I started making a, a, a bio picture, a motion picture about uh, the, what we can say is the most important Italian chef, um, his name is Valtiero Marchesi, and the movie is called The Great Italian. You can find it on Amazon Prime if you want, by the way. And, <laughs> and starting from that, then at a certain point, I, I had a lot of fun because I met all the best chefs in the world, you know, but, you know, all I am cuisine. And uh, at the end of this work, I felt like I needed to do something a little bit more, how can I say, relevant for, for, you know, the community for the people. And so I, I start to observe the food in a very different way. And, uh, and so I, I decided to launch this uh, new experience, this new project. 
and uh, the title the title of the project is longevity but is made by uh, different pieces one uh, and the first one the main one let's say it's a documentary about the life of uh, of an american guy his name is ansel kiss who uh, in the 50 this guy uh, discovered a very interesting thing that people in minnesota uh, in scarcity of food were dying, and people in Piopi, a little village nearby Naples, were living happily and longer. So he asked himself, how come? You know? So he, he decided to go to Italy and to Europe, and he lived there pretty much all of his life. And uh, he came back to Minnesota, and he died at 105 years old. So he must have understood something about longevity, I guess. And uh, what do you think? Uh, why, why are you looking at me that way? Uh, am I wrong? <laughs> I'm just fascinated. I'm waiting with my questions. Uh, Keep going. Right. Okay. So today we are going to make a journey, a journey that I, I, I started this summer, in which I went uh, to visit a little island in the northeast of Egeo. The name is uh, Icaria. Do you remember Icaro? You know, Icaria is be- a beautiful little island uh, where something magic is happening every day since ever, and uh, is a little island in which people live very long. And so uh, I decided to go there and look for how the people live together. Um, I, I want to add one thing, you know, I'm, I'm not looking for, in, for the work we are doing uh, on very much on biostatistics, things like that, you know, because these things are essentially a very um, easy resource to access. But I'm looking more about what people are feeling and, you know, the little secrets of uh, the daily common life and moreover I'm looking for we are looking for we are going to discover you know pretty much the heart of the people that are living in this kind of uh, situation and uh, I think uh, just to start I'd like to share with you um, one little one little video clip about um, my experience so uh, it's going to be a, a trailer, let's call it, of, uh, of this little precious island. So oh, I need to say one thing. I'm sorry, Lorenzo. Was, I was forgetting. I'm here with Lorenzo Guerra, who is my partner, and now he's helping me at the computer, but normally he's the boss, and so he's telling me what to do. <laughs> so thank you to be here with me, Lorenzo. So please, now I'm bossing you. Can you, can you, please, can you please screen the first movie, Icaria Journey? Thank you. Diet is not only the food you take, it's not only the energy you take, it's not only the nutrients you take. Diet is something more. 
it's emotion, it's the way you live, it's the way, the way you act. There's no one factor, it's, it's a model of life, a behavior, a lifestyle which uh, may account for a higher life expectancy. Uh, in Greece, food is extremely important. It's, it's actually the, the vehicle for social interaction. Το ίδιο συμβαίνει και εδώ στην Ικαρία. Οι άνθρωποι έχουν σαν μέσο το κρασί για να βρεθούν σε όλα τα σημαντικά ήμι γεγονότα τη ζωή του. I think it's all about giving and also knowing how to receive and in doing so appreciating what is before you. So this is a picture of uh, of the experience. You know, it's a kind of summary of what I what I what I lived, and you you saw the characters also. That we will go a little bit more in depth in the in the presentation in the talk um, about the, the characters, and um, I, I I want to introduce to you anyway some of the people that you saw, and we will we will watch. Uh, after this, at uh, some of their of their story, um, there is an uh, an old guy, a 97 years old guy. His name uh, you saw you saw it there is Dimitri Vasilaros, and uh, he's been living there since uh, since ever, you know. And uh, we had a very a very nice conversation. And uh, I, I want to mention specifically one thing that he told me that was very touching, because. I was I was asking him uh, what what is sex what is uh, you know how is sex for an old man in in this island and and what can you tell me about that and first of all he, he introduced a concept that I liked very much using a different word which was erotos which mixed together you know the concept of sex and love so it's these two things uh, together, and then he, he told me, "Listen, I, I, I have to tell you a story, you know, because my dad died at 115 years old." All right, I said, uh, and uh, when he was in bed and he was going to die, uh, he, he called out my mother, and uh, she was 104 years old at that moment, and he asked her, "Please." get naked because I want to touch you for the last time mm -hmm. and believe me that was true it's really uh, you know it's really touching and so uh, the power of, of you know of life then uh, I met this lady uh, her name is Diane Kocheras and she's uh, hosting uh, uh, a, a cooking show in PBS about uh, about uh, Greek cuisine, and she's from Ikaria, and uh, and a great guy. Uh, his name is Nico Afianes, that produces uh, uh, ancestral kind of wine. So he produces wine like in Georgia, like the, the, the you know probably the ancient Greek, and many other people that we'll will meet then in this talk. Essentially. Uh, we found out that uh, there are four very simple, intangible 
pillars that are the pillars on which these people base their common daily life, which is uh, happiness and how they manage stress, freedom, and uh, the personal fulfillment. You know, so this, these are essentially the four things that you know are the main uh, drivers, you know, of their emotional life. For example, talking about freedom, these people doesn't care about time. You know, you can find people that say, okay, let's meet at three o'clock uh, 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 at the cafe, but they don't mention the day. It can be today, tomorrow, it doesn't matter, you know. And uh, they say they don't, they don't wear watches. That's not completely true, but it is true that, you know, the sense of time is absolutely different than in our, in our common life, you know. And, uh, and this creates a very different relationship with uh, the concept of stress which doesn't mean they are not stressed. But, you know, they are not stressed so negatively as we often are. And another thing very interesting is about money. You know? I was going to bring that up, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's very common for people after a certain age, you know, 60, 70, to get rid of all the money they have. So they give all the money to the kids, to the church, it depends, you know, but they don't need money anymore. You know? So they, they live a life uh, based on what it is basically necessary, you know, and uh, creating a virtual circle based on growing vegetables, eating, staying together, and maybe having a little loser about you know, to do that, you don't need money. You, you don't need anything else than probably, uh, you know, little, the little money for this kind of activity, you know. And, uh, uh, and, and uh, I think this is something that really uh, was very clear and, and it is very important for the way in which they live. And then, obviously, and, you know, I would say uh, probably the most important thing is food. You know, but not because of what they eat, which is also very important. You know, because they they eat good good stuff. They eat fresh vegetables. They eat good fresh fish. They don't eat so much. They eat a very good quality red wine. You know, and all of these things, of course, olive oil, no olive oil, and all of, all of these things are the base of the Mediterranean diet. And um, and then, but that, but that's not the only point, you know. The point is how they eat, you know, the way in which they have experienced together the conviviality, you know, the importance that they give to the food, to the moment of uh, of food, all the chain, all the process, the buying, the growing, staying, you know, uh, at the table together, cooking, as uh, you know, as as a way of giving to the others, you know, and which I find myself very, very, very comfortable in that because it is my life, actually. So I really uh, mirror myself in, in that and I, and I understand why they are, they, they, they live longer. I, I have a question for you. Um, would you like to live forever? No. Nobody? No. Okay, I have another question. Do you want to live better and longer with health and happiness? Yeah. Yeah, it's obvious. Okay, can can we see Dimitri Vassilaros? Uh, I never remember the name. Dimitri Vassilaros uh, Lorenzo. Ότι είναι ήρεμος λαός αλλιώς. Οι καρδότες έχουνε είναι από τη φύση τους ήρεμοι. 
δεν, δεν, δεν έχουν ας πούμε ρολόγια για να βλέπουν εδώ έχει γίνει και μεγάλη συζήτηση λέει πότε θα έρθεις λέει στις τρεις η ώρα αλλά δεν σου λέει ποια μέρα να γίνει η Καρία ένα παγκόσμιο κέντρο φυσικής αποκατάστασης διότι τα έχει όλα εκτός τα λουτρά είναι και, το, και, και, και είναι και αυτό που έχει αυτό το, το ραδόνιο ο θερμαλισμός ε, η φύση που έχει αυτή την, την, την αντίθεση τη μεγάλη τα βότανα ε, όλα τα κυπευτικά που είναι ολοκάθαρα σε αυτά όλα οφείλεται και η μακροβιώτηση των Ικαρίων και, 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 και το ε, κοίταξα η ευτυχία είναι το ότι ε, είμαστε έτσι, πολύ ψύχρεμοι άνθρωποι εδώ στην Ικαρία ε, που έρχονται τακτικά ξένοι ε, ε, πολλοί από αυτούς από δημοσιογράφους συνήθως και επιστήμονες ρωτάνε για τον έρωτα που είναι το, το, το πρώτο σχέδιο της ζωής και βέβαια οι καρκότες το διατηρούμε αυτό ε, χωρίς, δηλαδή και οι γυναίκες ακόμα με το ίδιο θάρρος ε, θα σου ζητήσει έτσι, έτσι γινόταν και, 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 και παλιά και παλιά Μπορεί ελεύθερα να σου πει έλα να με βρεις. So, you know, it's very clear and it raises up also a very, a very interesting issue which is the role of, of the women, which is related to what we were saying before, freedom, you know, so um, in Ikaria, for example, they, they, they have much less taboo in a very natural and sincere Uh, way, you know? so they they live a very um, simple life, but very rich. For example, they have this beautiful thing called panegiria, panegiria, which is uh, essentially a party that they do every two days during the August and July, and uh, it's very it's very beautiful because they 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 meet in, in in a place every time it's a different place maybe for a scent or maybe for a different occasion and they play music and they dance until four or five in the morning eating and drinking young and old and tourists you know all the community together um, dancing this traditional dance and uh, and this popular traditional music, you know, which is of many kind, but it, that's not important. But, you know, uh, sharing uh, a very uh, uh, nice, beautiful moment. You know, sometimes we forget that, you know, to share uh, activities like dancing or singing is a great resource of uh, serotonin. Not to talk about love, obviously, but, uh, you know, and happiness uh, is essentially based on how we decide to, to dedicate time to this kind of activity. And, you know, in our daily life, in the materialistic world, sometimes we forget about this simple thing. So in the, in the production we are making, we'd like to see that um, in a cultural point of view, showing how... These things can happen in different traditions. We're gonna we're gonna go pretty much all over the Mediterranean basin. So uh, the culture there are pretty different. You can imagine from Croatia to Morocco, you know, the, the kind of diversities that you will you will come across with, but with very many simple things in common. You know, 
which is mostly how you know people socialize in the sense stay together and feel emotions together and obviously the mediterranean food so marito it, it strikes me that this is very different from san francisco yeah um, this is a this is a strong small community people have been there a long time uh very rooted whereas in san francisco probably most people many people in this room probably weren't born here but have come from somewhere else and this is an island so it's a kind of a it's kind of a closed system and san francisco is about as open as as you could be totally porous so you know so far are there lessons that we can draw from what we've seen so far uh, that's a good question yeah i mean i obviously to live in a little island uh, it's different than living in a urban situation but you know i think the common thing that i can see is the capabilities of being aware of what matters okay. and prioritize what you want to do in life you know so um, to be aware of what it counts in in the daily life allow you to make decision about what you want to do and what you don't want to do and how you want to do things you know for example if you go and buy your food the way in which you buy your food is a can be a very different experience you know it can be an educational experience if you go to a farmer market and and uh, and buy some tomatoes it's not only that you're buying some tomatoes but you're going to see a different tomato than what you will see in a supermarket and this is educational for two reasons the first one is because when you're going to go to the supermarket you will know much better how to buy and the second is because it's going to be a partner of your um, of your way of seeing and you can help your kids doing that you can help your kids of understanding that it can be part of your culture and it is in my opinion at least a personal improvement but it sounds like community is is very important as a centerpiece of this philosophy being connected to other people and having a good time while while doing it right yeah i mean I, in many researches for example it's said that one of the uh, of the things that makes people happy and live longer is the uh, is the family you know the fact of having a family which okay. is obvious no but it's not so obvious in our world you know people in uh, uh, in the western world not always stay together and sometime you you know you, you spread out you know the pieces of your family and uh, you forget also maybe of of the bonding you lose the bonding and losing the bonding you lose a big part of your identity and uh, and of your happiness of your happiness you know a family is a big source of happiness the community is not it's nothing else than a wider family and so and uh, do young people stay in Ikaria or do they all run away and go to Athens the young people in Ikaria are like the young people all over the world so you oh. have uh, ambitious young ladies and ambitious young boys that needs to do experience but what i can tell you they come back okay they always very i mean always maybe it's too much but they often come back uh, and uh, for example the the uh, Diane Kochilas the chef I uh, was mentioned before she's Icarian so uh, she decided to come back she decided to have her own school cooking school there she have she has 
very often Amer- she was born in New York by the way she has very often Americans you know, going to see her and to, to study with her and um, but she did it in Korea but is that Diane? Diane can we see her? yes okay you want to see Diane? I want to see Diane okay. and I, they, can we see Diane? they want to see Diane I think um, here in Korea when you wake up in the morning mm-hmm. you say thank you <laughs> I do anyway And I think most people in this community have wake up in the same frame of mind. This is a place where materialistic values are very low on the totem pole of general life values. And I think that's the real secret to life here, to the, to, to the good life, so to speak. Yeah, that's a good point, yes. Um, I have a neighbor here. A few years ago, I had a woman who was a gerontologist, and she wanted to meet some of the older people. So I called my neighbor over, and she asked her, you know, we always hear about this lack of anxiety among the people of Ikaria. What does that mean? And my neighbor is 87 years old, and she, asked, she thought for a minute, and she said, it means not coveting more than you need. So, uh, how do you start your day eating? Uh, I start my day, you know, I'm a Greek mother, so I start my day, when I wake up, I usually think, and this is, you know, this is a little embarrassing, but it's true, I usually think, okay, what can I cook today that my kids will like to eat? Oh, yeah. I also have a son, Mm-mm. and he's off, he's going off to college in a, in a month from now, so I, the last couple of years I've had this you know, this strategy, this very sneaky strategy of cooking really good food for him every day so that he'll miss me a little bit, you know. Yeah, um, you know, if this makes you feel better, I do the same. I wake up in the morning and my first thought is, okay, what am I going to cook tonight yeah. for my for, for the people I care, for right, my for family, the- for, uh, you know, my friends. And uh, it's, it's, it's really, to me, it's a kind of meditation. It is for me too, for me too. It's also... It's always based on what's available. So in the summertime, I have a garden. So a lot of what I cook comes from the garden. I mean, it could be something as simple as a salad. It doesn't have to be a fancy meal. Absolutely. Um, but even in wintertime in Athens, it's, it's about what's available seasonally. That's a very important uh, foundation of the Mediterranean diet, as you know. And uh, it's, you know, it's also about that half hour in the day where you actually sit down with somebody and have a meal and talk about something that's interesting or, you know, how was your day? You know, what happened today? Just in showing interest in their life. In farming, what happens is people really do produce most of what they consume. It's, it's fascinating. And there's a whole very, you know, sort of systematic way of growing and preserving uh, that old, older people still do. And, and younger people now have moved back to the island. And they're also, they, you know, they try to live that kind of life as well. So to what I've seen on Ikaria, and I've seen it in friends and family, is that people really do live here without very much money. Um, but, yeah. I, I know people who live with almost no money on Ikaria. Um, I had an aunt who had a very you know, tiny income, so like 100 euros a month, and... Her only purchases were coffee, sugar, and you know maybe a bottle of ouzo. Everything else she she produced <laughs> herself. So you have a piece of land. You might have a goat, so you've got milk and cheese. 
you might have a few chickens, you have eggs. Uh, and, you know, that obviously regenerates, so you might kill a chicken on occasion for a special Sunday yeah. meal. Uh, you have all your vegetables. You have grapes. So from grapes, you produce wine. Uh, you produce um, vinegar. You produce grape must, which you make into a sweetener. You have grape leaves. Um, you produce tsipura, which is grappa to, yeah, to you. I know. Um, <laughs> um, so, there, you know, there's this, you're not needing anything. You're not wanting for anything. You don't feel poor. You don't feel poor, yes. And, that's a and you especially point. don't feel poor because you always have something to offer someone else. Yeah. You don't feel poor because you have always off something to offer to someone else. You know, that's that's the magic. I, w I was talking in the beginning. You know, that's very simple. And um, talking about culture, I was thinking. I don't know why. At my my British friend, I have a British friend who is my partner in London, and and uh, he's a he's a guy I love, and uh, and uh, he's very sophisticated. You know. High culture, uh, good academic, and uh, a food enthusiast. But you know what? He doesn't have a table. He does not own a table at home. He cook. He cook good things, but he sit on you know on the sofa to eat. You know. Oh, come on. I said, how can you do that? You're a barbarian. You know. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> You know, he, he cooks very good thing. He, he, he cares about the things he does, and then he sits on the sofa. Oh, come on, that's impossible. And you know, eating is a total experience. If you take something out, it's not an experience anymore. It's it's not the same. If you if you if you don't pay the you know the attention. Uh, required, you know, to respect and love what you're doing, you're not going to enjoy eating. You're going to fill your stomach, but you're not going to fill your soul, definitely, you know. And that's a pity, I think. Okay. Who are we going to see now? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think with, at this point, I'd like to introduce a concept related to the fact that most of these things happens in Little Island, and uh, all the study, at least they are all the research that they are making are made in the Little Island of the Aegeo and um, and the Mediterranean because uh, the island is a is a closed circle, and that's very important for awareness because you are a, 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 you know you are aware by default of the things that you're doing, of the effect of the things that you're doing. And I had the proof, of the, you know, the life proof of that, talking with a young boy who owns a, a restaurant in Icaria, and he was complaining, saying, okay, this year the oil is not going to be good because we have this little insect, very aggressive. So I asked him, uh, but do you, do you treat, do you treat the, the tree? And he said, are you crazy? Of course, I don't. We don't treat the trees. We, you know, we don't need quantity you know and the reason why we don't we don't do it is because we ourselves are gonna eat the oil so i mean we're not stupid we're gonna we're gonna preserve this oil to have it really organic and really pure um, so the effect of the act is very clear and very direct because you are in an environment which is a closed environment and this strongly has to do also with the sense of uh, uh, responsibility of the people. So, 
the people are very responsible one to the other in a much freer way with less rules because, you know, they are living in the same house, essentially, you know. They know each other since ever. The, they, their family were, you know, friends of the, of, of the families. And so the, 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 the virtuous circles is very strongly related by the fact that this is an island. And about that, I would, uh, I would like to show you um, the clip of, uh, of, a, of, of the two doctors of, uh, of, of the University of Athens. Uh, we are, um, let, let me add one thing. We are, we are endorsed by um, some institutions, the University of Athens and uh, the, minister, the Ministry of uh, Education in Italy. And uh, um, you don't know what it is, so I'm going to tell you the concept. It's an association. It's the most important association in Italy uh, that fight cancer. And with them, we are taking care not so much about the scientific side, but we, we, we want to have some direction about you know, what we are going to do and how we're going to develop uh, the content. So please. In Korea is special because it was chosen to be one of the blue zones, which one one of the five areas uh, worldwide that has a high rates of um, people living above the age of 90 years old. Up to now, it's an isolated island that uh, I think helped uh, the community to keep uh, the, the way of living. Yeah. And sometimes during winter time, the ship cannot come on time with uh, giving uh, delivering all the good goods. So they do, they do have to have produce them by their own. They have local producers. They grow plants there. Trees. Uh, yes. They exchange uh, even uh, items, food yeah. items. I think they have captured happiness because. I think happiness is uh, when you can control your needs. You have a, you have a positive uh, perspective of life. Wanting less, less uh, material things, um, giving more uh, respect to the other, other beings and uh, socializing. We didn't localize just one factor that could explain the higher life expectancy, but several factors that all together may contribute to this, to this fact. Among them, greater adherence to Mediterranean uh, diet, uh, lower prevalence of depression, uh, socializing, uh, low levels of uh, radiation that have been uh, detected in some parts uh, of the island, uh, siesta, uh, wine, red wine consumption. Especially with meals. Yes. Yeah. And an optimistic uh, attitude yes. and uh, particular local perception of time, mm. all of them uh, may contribute to the higher expectancy. It's a model of life and uh, is what I'm actually looking to, to find the ideal model of life who makes you live uh, longer and better. Very clear. It's, it's, you know, the summary from... Uh, uh, let's say a scientific point of view, but very, uh, very from a wide, open point of view. You are listening to the Commonwealth Club of California. Hear thousands of our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Learn about our travel programs to exciting domestic and international destinations. And when you're in the Bay Area, please join us live for any of our 500 programs each year. You can find us online at CommonwealthClub.org. Now back to our program. 
and uh, um, there are also some interesting external factors I'd like to mention. For example, in Icaria, um, there is a mountain, a radioactive mountain, very big and very rich of uh, of um, radio, and um, they found out that the low rate of radio is um, can can be healing also sometime. And there is a story actually I, I, I got it from the New York Times about a, a guy, an Icarian guy that was living in the United States and uh, he had a cancer. He was sixty years old and so he decided to go back to to Icaria you know, to spend probably the last time of his life. And uh, he was 60 years old. Now he's still alive. He's, in, he's 97 years old. I mean, <laughs> okay, these things happen. Maybe it doesn't have to do at all with the career. But, you know, it's, it is a piece of true story. And we have to be responsible of what we say, you know, of, what we, of our statement. And uh, there are things that are really worrying the planet. And I'm very, you know, I'm very surprised I'm very, actually more than surprised, I, I am hit about how it could be possible that your president doesn't accept the concept of climate change. I don't blame you for that, but, you know, I'm very, I'm very surprised about that. And I, I'd like to show you, I'd like to show you uh, what a, a very... In, a very interesting guy, a guy that I love. His name is Carlo Petrini, and he is the founder of uh, Slow Food. I think everybody knows Slow Food, you know. And um, and uh, I want you. He's going to give us a, a little story about climate change. La questione seria, molto seria, è che stiamo vivendo un momento storico straordinario rispetto al cambiamento climatico. Nelle mie langhe, qui nella terra del Barolo, si sta piantando la vite nell'alta langa, dove un tempo erano solo pascoli di pecore. Ma qui nella bassa langa la produzione di uva è diminuita del 26% perché manca l'acqua e molte delle uve, come si usa a dire da queste parti, sono diventate cotte. Stiamo mettendo a rischio un patrimonio inestimabile. E dovremmo convivere con questo cambiamento climatico e con la nostra storia lavorando di santa intelligenza. You know, this has to do pretty much with what we were saying because being aware of the result of what we're doing is the first step to live better, to live longer and to probably let something good for the next generation. And uh, to grow vegetables, for example... Is a, is, a, is a little revolution, you know, because it's not because you're going to eat a good tomato, but because, you know, the people around you are going to understand that tomato are fruit of the earth, you know, and, and uh, what, that really, what re- that really means. So, Maurizio, you, you know, you've talked a lot about kind of the body and food and growing food and eating food and sharing food. What about the, the spiritual... Or the or the religious side. I mean, I haven't seen a church or a priest. How is that handled? Mm. Do they have a? I mean, parties are wonderful. <clears throat> believe me. But is there a spiritual dimension, or or have you really talked about it without naming it 
as such? Uh, yeah, I was in Japan recently when I was shooting, and uh, I, I found uh, Shintoism very interesting because Shintoism is, is it's something that in, it is very inclusive of any kind of religion, and it puts nature in the center of the liturgy. No? And um, and if you think of that and you think about the Japanese cuisine, you really see a very clear consistency between uh, what the Japanese think and what the Japanese eat and how they eat. You know, So, of course, you know, uh, uh, the food uh, and the eating, it's a daily relationship with God and because it is a, a daily relationship with... Uh, the people you care for, the, the you know the, the best, the highest level of of feelings that you that you can have. So it is a spiritual experience, in my opinion. Well, earlier, you said, well, it's at the age of sixty or sixty-five, they give their money to the church or to the children. Is there a church there? Oh yes, of course. Okay, of course. They, they are all communists, the by the way. They're communists. Yes, in, uh, in Korea they are all communists. It's the only island <laughs> in Greece in okay. which uh, in which there is no two type of coffee because normally you have two side of coffee, the black and the red. You know, so <laughs> the, the, the you know the the, the 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 right hand goes in a coffee and the left hand goes in another coffee. And they never cross. Okay. <laughs> this is in Athens. In Korea, that's not a problem. They are all communists. So, okay. but they go to church. Okay. They go to church. <laughs> <laughs> we in Italy we call it catto comunisti. You know. <laughs> okay. So we've got about 15 more minutes before we move on to questions. Okay. and uh, I know you have a few more videos up your sleeve. Yes, and I, I want to try to add something that can be, a, 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 you know, a value for a, a, an issue that I want to introduce. Uh, in the project that we are making, we are going to create a, a, a bank, but the, it's not going to be a bank with money. It's going to call Longevity Bank. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it, in, my, in my vision, in our vision, uh, it will be a kind of warehouse uh, for um, an international community that wants to live uh, better and longer. In this bank, we are going to put some educational experience, so some courses, some opportunity to learn uh, about what we are talking about, we are going to make. We're going to put some experiences, so um, little story by real people, and um, we are going to give opportunities of traveling to make real experience. For example, to have a week in Ikaria, you know, to meet the, the real people, because it is very different to make this experience, you know, uh, uh, in, in real life than to see it even uh, in a video, you know. And then we are gonna we are gonna produce other kind of media, like uh, book, for example, you know, or uh, all you know what can be related to this to the diffusion of these values. And um, and uh, about that, I I, I think, uh, uh, and about the the the, the concept uh, uh, that we were talking about before the the. The garden. I'd like to show you uh, one clip uh, uh, about how important is the uh, and how to have a, a botanical garden can be a, a little daily revolution. Mm -hmm. 
Sicuramente il, quello che mangeremo in futuro sarà frutto di quello che riusciremo a fare oggi, per cui bisogna un po' cambiare la mentalità e non pensare solamente come si pensava una volta che in futuro avremmo mangiato solo delle piccole pillole eh, con dentro delle pozioni magiche no? che ricreavano il gusto dei piatti ma in realtà sarà ancora di più forse l'espressione della terra, del territorio, per cui eh, cercare di essere sostenibili, cercare di essere rispettosi per l'ambiente e per le persone, cercare di aggregare, cercare di eh, comunicare in maniera positiva tutto quello che si fa. Io credo che torneremo cannibali, tanto è vero che io ho delle ricette, dei libri dove spiego come si deve mangiare l'essere umano e sono delle ricette fantastiche, ma perché dico cannibali? Perché il cannibale no, eh, pensava che mangiando un essere umano, soprattutto i genitori, i nonni, potessero assorbire dentro di sé tutte le qualità, le caratteristiche dei nonni. Okay. <laughs> and uh, oh, this guy is a great guy he's a, as, as you can see he's an old guy and he's a, he's a real ingenious inventor of you know, tools for kitchen every chef in Italy have something of, uh, of this guy and uh, it's very poetic actually and it's very sweet uh, I mean, although this statement can, can sound pretty tough, you know, but essentially if you think about what, what he's saying, you know, it is true in, in which sense that, you know, uh, we need to go back to our identity and we need to keep our identity as a metaphor, you know, in, 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 in our culture, in our life, we don't have to lose it. Okay, it's a little exaggerated, <laughs> you know, it's not a proposition, but it's a provocation, obviously. And, um, but the sense, it's, it's, it's clear, it's all about identity, you know, so to, to keep a, a strong consistency between what we are and our, our parents were and, and so on, our ancestors, and also our future, our kids, you know. And I think, you know, I, I, I like that guy. I mean, I was a little impressed when I shot it. But <laughs> uh, one other thing very interesting is that, you know, the, 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 physical, the physical movement, the physical activity. Uh, the, the old guy in Ikaria, they don't use the car. Huh? It's not uh, part of their lifestyle. They walk, and uh, it's very connected to, to the botanical garden because often they don't have the space maybe in the house you know, to, to, to grow food, and so maybe the garden is 10 kilometers far, but they walk. They, they, they walk pretty much 20 kilometers per day. Huh? And that's, you know, you don't see any fat, oh, you don't see any fat guy or, 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 or girl in, uh, in Ikaria, you know, no, not even one. And, um, of course, they swim, they, they walk, and they make, they make love, you know, every day, as they say. And so, you know, they, they, burn, they burn calories. And on Tali, they don't think of food about, you know, okay, what I meant, when they think of you know, food, they don't think about how much calories they're going to eat. You know, probably 
uh, in exaggerating ourselves, when we are thinking about what we are eating, the first thing that comes to our mind is, okay, how many calories I am assuming, you know? Okay, that's uh, not a good way of uh, approaching that, in my opinion. But how good is going to be this tomato? Mm, look at this oil, so juicy. Okay, that's a different thing, you know? And, uh, and You're so Italian. <laughs> yes, I'm afraid. That's a good so. thing. I'm afraid. I don't know if it is a good thing, but I, I, I agree with you. So earlier today we were talking about the frog story. You uh, guys know the story about the frog where, you know, you have a, a pot of water on the, on the stove and, and you put a frog in and, and it's cold water and it's kind of floating around and it you know, slowly heats up and it gets hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and eventually it dies because it, the heat has increased so slowly. But if you take uh, a frog and you throw it into a pot of boiling water, it screams and jumps out, and, and it escapes. So so I was born here. So I was born in San Francisco, and I spent my whole life here. And, and I feel like I'm the frog in that in that pot with the cold water, where it's gotten warmer and warmer and warmer. And I have this sense that it's it's just getting so stressful, and, and then the traffic and the, the cost of living. Then I have friends who lived here 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. They haven't been here since. And they come here, and they're like the frog that jumps out of the pot. They go, how can you possibly live here? I mean, it's insane. So that's setting me up for my question. There was a reason. And the question is, you know, this sounds like some incredibly idyllic, you know, amazing 20 kilometers a day, no fat people, a wonderful food, juicy tomatoes. I'm ready to book a flight. I can tell you. I'm probably half of this room. But we live here. We live in this, you know, crazy, crazier by the day city. What can we take away when we leave this club today? A couple of things that would help us begin to reorient. I mean, I've heard dancing lessons, tomato pot, necessary lessons. <laughs> dancing is enough. Learning <laughs> Greek. What you know? What? Move us in that direction a little bit. Like, how should yeah. we be thinking? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you already said it. You know, the, the first and main thing is not to become a boiled frog. And so not to lose <laughs> our sensitivity, our daily sensitivity. Because, you know, it's, a, it's an incredible, uh, awful process. You know, when we don't decide anymore not to give importance to what is relevant, okay. and we do it, uh, you know, like a daily process, we are going to die as a, as a boiled frog in a, in a while, which, is, you know, which might be short, might be longer, but the process is a, a process in which we are going to, 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 to kill our alive resources, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I, when, when I, come, I want to come back on, on food, you know, food is very important because it's a total experience. And it is important for what you eat, but even more for how you eat. And we have to pay, if you, if you really think so, if you really feel so, so if you, if you like it, you have to pay attention to the details. You know? So you have to adore that tomato we were talking about. You have to pray, you know, the fish like the natives were doing that you were going to, that you were going to eat, you know. And so the more, you know, you are really aware spiritually, you said so, rationally and uh, emotionally 
about the, pro- the, 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 the eating, the more you enjoy and the more you share with uh, the other people. And essentially, you, in that kind of situation of simplicity, you really, you really see that in, in the way in which the people can do things together. I am aware and I am sure that most of the people here do that every day, every time, but you can do it better. And maybe we don't realize, but anyway, sometimes we, we, the water is getting warmer and we, 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 we are not aware of that. Well, I encourage you to take Lorenzo to the ferry building on the weekend because there's a farmer's market and every produce you can possibly buy grown locally is available. So we're, we're, we're moving in the right direction. I, do you think so? But Slowly. It's, a, it's a nice, long journey. We don't so. want to be boiled frogs. For no, sure. no, no. So uh, I think we are getting to the end. We have time for your, I think you have a final video. I, I have a final the video. The one with the van and, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that you like that. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, well. And uh, But before, I want to summarize what we are going to do. So we're going to shoot a documentary, a, a bio picture about this guy, Ansel Keys. And uh, the title of the movie will be Margaret Eyes because the story will be told by the wife uh, of uh, Ansel Keys, Margaret. So the actual protagonist is a woman that is telling a story about a very interesting man. And uh, and then we are going to shoot a, a, a series, let's say, pretty much all over the other Mediterranean countries. So we already started in... in uh, in Greece, we are going to go to Spain, Croatia, Morocco, and and so at the end, it's going to be a, a series, and we will we will launch this platform, which is going to be a, a, a warehouse for a healthy and international healthy community. This is the Longevity Bank. The Longevity Bank, okay. exactly, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, just to final, finalize that, uh, I, I'd like to, to show you a little teaser about what we've been talking about, which is the teaser that we made to launch this project. So the, the, the Longevity Project teaser, please, Lorenzo. Thank you, Lorenzo. Eating together is the basis of the cultural identity of the Mediterranean communities. Diet is the result of the combination of experience, tradition, taste and territory. on how territories and people are key elements of the story. A journey on the educational value of a food system which improves life. The 
The Longevity Project is a reflection on how food is an expression of the Mediterranean culture through Ansel Key's life story. Mediterranean to discover the beauty and the goodness of the food culture, the uniqueness of our conviviality, and all the little and big secrets of longevity. Scientists, researchers, celebrities are going to be immersed in art, beauty, and music. The creators of The Great Italian, a film on the secrets of longevity. So we've, we've seen an awful lot of beautiful and interesting images today, and we're, we're fortunate to have the actual filmmaker here. So Lorenzo has a, a microphone, and uh, we have about, oh, 10 minutes, 12 minutes for questions. Uh, but please use the microphone, so raise your hand if you have one. Thank you. Thank you. That was wonderful. Um, is the incidence of dementia or Alzheimer's low on this island? It's the lowest in the world. Yeah. Actually, it is the lowest in the world. And you raise a very interesting issue because mental health is, is everything. And, uh, and uh, in that sense, the, the, that way of eating, the Mediterranean way of eating, helps a lot. I'm not going to give you details, but uh, it is abs- absolutely proven by scientific research. Are you finding Just a second for the mic. Are you finding that the fish is slowly becoming contaminated from the waters of faraway places that obviously that goes around the globe, you know, the, the radiation exposures in Japan and all of that? And- I, I I don't know that because it's not part of the kind of observation we are making. I know that it is it is something that it is happening, and but I don't think Icarians care very much about that. And so they eat fish and they eat local fish mostly, which sometimes includes also tunas, so that kind of uh, fish. But very rarely, most of the time they 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 eat little fish like octopus. Uh, mackerels and these kind of things. So what's the population of Icaria and are there children? 
say that again? What's the population uh, of Ikaria? You, and are, I never saw any little kids. So are there actually uh, kids there? No, it's a good question. I, I didn't see so many kids around. And, and, and Is that why they have to live a long time? Uh, probably they, they send it to Atom because they have fun during the summer, you know. I don't know. Uh, no, I mean, I, they have kids, obviously. Like, Next time you go back, could you find out? I will. I will. It's a good reason to have Maybe make a film that them. there really are children. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they eat them, you know. <laughs> You're the one that showed the cannibal picture. I didn't. Yes. I have the impression that often people who live a very simple life get older than others who live in a lot of comfort and everything. Is that true? I absolutely would say so. I mean, uh, Diane Kochilas expressed it very, very clearly. You know, when you're living a life in which you have what you need and you don't care about the Tesla of your neighbor, I think you live better. <laughs> yeah, it seems like, you know, some of the people, I mean, I know all kinds of people, but some of the people I know, they're so busy working and getting ready for work and commuting to work and recovering from work, they don't even know their neighbors. And, oh, yeah. and so I think that is not uncommon in the Bay Area, and it sounds like Ikaria is completely the opposite. Would you, know, would you say that the emphasis is more on the relationship? Yeah, I agree. More often, it's not so simple. It's not they don't know the neighbor. They hate the neighbors. And so. <laughs> I don't know those people. but no, Yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, the sense of, uh, of having a closed environment helps also to have virtuous uh, relationship you know with the community so tendency the, the the level of com- of conflict is very low then you know like very often happen in this in this kind of communities you have this kind of historical conflict so John that you know uh, is having a fight with uh, Robert you know, for a, a little piece of land for maybe 40 years, you know. Right. But, you know, it's more a game than a real conflict. It's more the need of, you know, of dramatizing the daily life, which is an important need. Sometimes you need that, you know. And so, but, you know, generally talking, the fact of of living in, in a kind of pro- proximity raised uh, pretty much the balance between freedom and responsibility mm-hmm. and social responsibility not the social the, the big social responsibility but the the daily social responsibility so i've been to athens many times and it struck me as just a big city mm-hmm. so the things that you were describing you know i don't think apply to athens not at all. so it's not so when you say the the, the mediterranean lifestyle it's of a certain kind right i mean smaller groups maybe islands yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 and uh, refer to the blue zone, for example. Yeah, everybody knows probably what the blue zones are. You know, all the blue zones are very little communities. Okay, and uh, in which you can track pretty much the behavior, pretty much you know, you know the drivers we were talking about, o- Okinawa, Costa Rica, uh, the, the, the 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 religious community. Um, in north of Los Angeles, what's the name? I don't remember. Yes, exactly. No? And uh, Sardinia, in Barbaja, and Icaria. Okay. 
So what do you think you're going to find in, in Morocco? Oh, I love Moroccan cuisine, actually. C certainly I'm going to find a great uh, pigeons made with honey and cooked in the oven with, you know, a crust of bread around. And I'm, st and I'm already getting hungry. You know? <laughs> so you're so enthusiastic that I, I'm concerned that you're actually projecting this in, as a fantasy on the world that it doesn't really exist. No, actually, you know, the only reason why I'm doing this is because I love to eat. And so I am... It doesn't show. <laughs> <laughs> you're eating the right things, right? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Any other questions? There we go. Yeah, I, I endorse your question, actually. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't want to call it fantasy, but obviously it's an enclave, right? It's sort of enclave here, enclave there, enclave there. Yes. The reality of population growth. And I almost like you to be a participant in city hall meetings. In? In city hall meetings. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't. You can't change the brain of mayor of Emeryville. <laughs> no. We're going to be building the highest, the tallest apartment complex in the entire East Bay, San Francisco Bay Area. The, the tallest building in the west of Chicago. Wow. Mm -mm. And the city of Emeryville is just a small community. So I really want you to lecture them. <laughs> really, come on board with us. Why don't you take me there? I, mean, I will. Yeah. I will. I mean, I will. I will. I will come with you with you, pleasure. If you around here, yeah. I mean, just incredible story. This is what's happening. You know, so but therefore, we, we, are, we are full of paradox. In right. Milan, they built a, a, a tall building, which is called um, help me. Of the vertical forest, you know, with all, all around are trees. They sell the the the, the apartment for something like twenty thousand euros for square meter, and then you have to pay something like three thousand euros every month for the expenses. You know, I mean, how can you live in such a stupid way? You know? <laughs> Why don't you go to the garden and, 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 and live a normal life, you know? And, uh, okay, but this, this is a paradox. And thank you for what you raise up because the paradoxes are very important because they teach us many things. Right, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And then, I mean, I don't want to dominate the discussion. Um, when I left Iran in 1968, I went to Canada, Western Canada, and was working there and, you know, happy. And my mother came to visit us. She stayed with us for about uh, 40 days. And every day I was coming and she was marking down there. I said, what, what are you doing? He said, son, 41 times the snow in Alberta. Why don't you come back to Iran? <laughs> You know, we have a better environment there. We have a family structure and so forth. You know, I mean, you, you raise a good point that younger generation just leaving because of the better life. West was better life, obviously, then for us. So we came here. We rooted here. We have seven grandchildren here. I mean, I can't go back there. No, yeah. And I cannot change it, San Francisco Bay Area. And, you know, sort of a sort of the dynamic here is just right there. I don't know how 
we can really change that. But, no, but I, in I, unclave, 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 I can be... I actually don't, don't know either, but you know what I'm trying to do is to find some kind of poetical story that can be inspirational for the world, for the audience, and uh, put them together in some films. And uh, I don't, I, I really don't want to think of myself as some somebody that has something to teach, but I think I, I, I am somebody that wants to share something with the with the the widest audience possible, I would say. Um, right. Yeah. Well, thank you. I really thank a great you. job. We have time for one more question. I think there is hope, and I think that it exists in the communal gardens in San Francisco, where people are coming together and farming plots, and in the farmers markets that have gotten so much richer in the past ten years with the insistence on local produce. Um, so I think if you can touch those people and if you can connect with those communities and kind of let that be the starting point for even more understanding of the community piece of it, not just the food piece, I think that the that, that that change can be made. Uh, yeah. Is it an invitation? <laughs> <laughs> no, we are, we are thinking. We are thinking of that. We are, we, I mean, we want to create a community that can have, uh, um, let's say, that can be uh, accessible, which is going to be an international community. But we, with Robert, we are developing an idea in which all of these things can be um, somehow appreciated also locally and uh, and so we are thinking of of the you know of the local community very much thank you well we're going to close now i'm robert kilpatrick co-chair of the club's health and medicine member-led forum and the chair of this program we thank marizzo gigola for his comments here today we also thank our audience here as well as those listening to the recording And now, this meeting of the Commonwealth Club of California, commemorating more than 116 years of enlightened discussion, is adjourned.